day 145. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, we're in Two Kings. Think of Two Kings. The narrative has slowed down, right? right? It is not as much time being passed in these chapters as was before. Before we were going from king to king to king to king. Right. Now the narrative has slowed down. We're hearing about Elijah, Elisha, excuse me. Remember, 1 Kings 17 to 2 Kings 8 is a book within a book. Right. You're going to hear about these two prophets right. and their work in Israel and Judah. And hear this. The Lord is sustaining the nation right. by his prophets, by the prophetic right. word. Mm. Right. So 2 Kings 5, Naaman, right. the Syrian. Yeah. Now he's a foreigner. Right. <laughs> he's not from the nation of Israel. He has leprosy. Right. Guess where he comes? To the prophet of God. Right. He is a foreigner. He is uh, he is unclean. He comes to the prophet and, you know, somebody told him about Elisha and he comes with bread like, yo, I got stacks, man. Like, yo, give me right. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this is what I love first. How he gets there. Right. Yep, yep, yep. He goes to the king first mm. and the king's like, yo, we're inadequate to mediate God's blessing to you. Mm. You got to go to the prophet. Right. Mm. So the book even this chapter even starts out mm -hmm. with this sick man needing help yep. he goes to the king and the king's like yo actually go to them right so constantly saying all right no 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 look this is about the prophets right now yep absolutely yeah. and it's like he comes up with bread and elisha's like, like yo i got yo i got bands i got bands i man. got bands yo. And he's like no like <laughs> i'm good right like in other words the blessing of god can never be bought mm. right it can never be bought no matter how much money or what you have, we don't have to bargain or bribe God to bless us. Right. All we have to come to him, all we have to do is come to him in submission. So he pulls up with stacks in an entourage. Uh, he needs to be healed. The prophet says, yo, go wash in the Jordan seven times. It's the symbolism of completion, of a fullness, uh, all that kind of stuff, Sabbath rest, all that. And what we have here is Naaman being converted. Yeah. One of the greatest Gentile conversions Right. In the Old Testament. Now, this serves as a foil again, an opposite right. of the kings and what's going right. on in Israel. This Gentile understands right. that there's a prophet in the land of Israel, meaning that there's a God in Israel who can meet yeah. their needs. Yeah, but not just that, right? It's not as quick as that. His conversion is a process. Mm. Naaman is told to go and wash in the Jordan. Mm. Naaman doesn't just object, yeah. he angrily objects. Mm. And anger reveals your heart. What you get angry about reveals what you value. Yeah, that's good. And here, Naaman didn't value his wholeness as much as his importance. Mm. And that is a sign of brokenness. Mm. He's like, yo, don't he know who I am? There's a bunch of other cleaner places that 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 I could go. And somebody has to tell him, yo, humble yourself. If he tells you to do it, this is where God's word is found mm. and then after the humility of obeying god's word and humbling himself mm -hmm. naaman finds true wholeness not in his importance but in embracing his need and i think man that's the same template for all of us mm. yeah absolutely man and it's um it's amazing too that uh you know he humbles himself before yep. the prophet and the lord and he gets this blessing and the the contrast Gehazi. Gehazi, this greedy cat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wanting bread, he basically gets rebuked. Now he receives, now he becomes unclean. Mm. 
And so Naaman, the, the 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 defiled Gentile is cleansed and a clean Israelite becomes defiled. So mm. you see this flip-flop in this right. narrative contrast where Gehazi, who's an Israelite, doesn't uh who who is greedy. And man, I just think, man, fidelity, bro, to the word and the prophet of the word over the prophets of the world should be the defining features of God's people. Right. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Second King six, man, starts off with this story of this war and you know, fear starting to come in. The servant thought that his fear was because of insufficient support. Hmm. Yo, we don't have enough men, but Elisha is going to say, no, 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 no. Your fear, hmm. especially when we're on God's side, our fear is never because of insufficient support. Our fear is because of impaired sight. That's good. We don't really see who's on our side. So mm-hmm. he's like, nah, all right, yo. Open up your eyes. Let's flip the switch. I want you to look around. And once he sees, right, what our faith says, uh, God gave him eyes to see what he was currently doing in the world. And there's something about catching a glimpse Mm. of what God is actually doing in the world behind the scenes Mm. that causes courage to rain down as our fear evaporates. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I love it, bro. Um, we need, I love um, the fact that, you know, we need God to open our eyes right. and illuminate our minds for us to see reality. Right. right. And we have, like you said, the sight of the prophet versus the blindness of the enemies. Right. The prophet is not just saving and looking out for the prophets like he did with the floating axe head. Right. But he is actually saving the kings. Right. Once again, the prophets right. are sustaining what remains right. <laughs> of the Lord's kingdom. So we need the Lord, yeah, to open our eyes. Uh, the end of the chapter, bro, you know, Samaria is yeah. being sieged by mm. the enemies. Samaria is the capital of the northern kingdom, Israel. And it's amazing that we haven't heard anything about the southern kingdom in a right. while. Once again, the northern kingdom is falling and mm. crumbling before our eyes, right? He is, the the, the uh, author is trying to show us that. And what's amazing is that it gives us glimpses of curses, right? So you see, it's a famine in the land where a woman comes to uh, Elisha and says, you know, someone ate my child. It was so bad. Oof. And this is language taken smack dab out of Deuteronomy 28, mm. showing us, not just telling us, but showing us what it looks like when a kingdom is falling apart mm. and the justice that was supposed to be rendered in that kingdom for what took place right. was supposed to be dealt with by the king. Right. She has to come to the prophet. That was right. the king's job. Right. So right. you right. see how bad it is that injustice is mm. taking place as well. And now the prophet is the one who has to clean everything up. Right. right. So, yeah, it's just crazy how it's unfolding before yeah. us. It's wild, bro. Yep. Second King 7, man. Yep. God preserving his people yep. miraculously mm-hmm. through the diseased and the outcast. Mm, it's absolutely. just amazing the story that, right? Like, right, when we talk about the story being a, about God, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing how God is orchestrating the preservation of his people here. Yep. And he does it through the prophet, mm. but he's also going to do things here through the diseased and the outcast, which is, yeah unheard of and something that we would never expect that just reminds us man god constantly is using the least likely candidate for his glory yeah and it's aram right that is sieging the people and elijah says no no no, the siege is going to be lifted right but um you know one of the right hand man that a king who didn't have faith he's like 
the siege is going to be lifted, but you won't eat none of the food that comes right. after the famine and after the siege is lifted. And you see the prophetic word coming to fulfillment right. once again. God n- doesn't just um, mm. uh, sustain his people, but uh, with his word, he protects his people as well. Right. And you see him protecting them and preserving them, as you said, uh, from their enemies. Two Kings 8, yep. right? Blessing of this Shumamite woman, right? She obeys the prophetic word. Once again, they just keep contrasting and foiling those who have power with the powerless. Right. And she is told there's going to be a famine in the land. And guess what? She leaves (laughs) in obedience Mm. and becomes a foreigner, right? And she becomes a widow. And so she's a widow, a foreigner, and she's poor, right? So God... What God does is, even in the midst of his people being unfaithful, he is still caring for those on the margins of society. So you wow. just see the heart of God mm. in this text. Amen. Um, even when his people are in a vast amount of idolatry. Yeah. And again, you see the the the, uh, the faith, the genuineness of faith in this woman who is right. uh, amongst the lowly. Yeah. No, no. And our prayer is that, yeah, that God would fill us with that same confidence and that same faith in his word absolutely yeah let's pray yeah god we ask that you would fill us with that same faith would you remind us that you you constantly look out for us for our well-being for our safety for our care Uh, i pray lord that if we find ourselves fearful that we would be reminded it's not because of insufficient support on your end lord it's because of impaired sight so open our eyes help us to see how you're working on our behalf it's in jesus name we pray amen